0: Never seen again. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States.
2: I'm a hustler.
0: I'm a Big Taylor Swift fan.
2: I'm the queen of the tribe. I'm a
0: survivor. I am playing whatever role I got to play. I'm going to play this game four speed.
2: I ain't going down like no punk.
0: A new survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.
1: national team and china where there were 20 shots for the u.s ending up scoring three goals in that match china only had two shots and obviously did not score any but 64 percent possession for the u.s women's national team and for this match we bring in sandra herrera and lisa carlin to break down all of the action from this match i know we were really excited to see this team that had a bunch of new young faces coming into the mix maybe not all new but newer faces coming into the mix here Uh, sandra who impressed you the most?
3: Yeah, I gotta say, believe it or not, it's not so much the, the less capped players or the new faces. I liked when we saw this starting 11 rollout that we got to see the return of some players who had kind of been frequent namestays on the national team. I thought Elvie Dahlkemper made a quite a statement in her return, playing the full 90 minutes, helping lock things up on a defense looking like she's never missed a beat. Honestly, Casey Kruger, another one of these players that has been in the pool for an extended period of time. Had a really good game at right back, in my opinion, but it was good to see some of these less cap players and newer faces involved in the mix and getting kind of slowly folded into the team a little bit. But no shocker that maybe it was someone like Trinity Rodman, who has kind of seen her role elevate over the last year, quite frankly, with this team getting on the score sheet in multiple ways, setting up Sophia Smith's opening goal and providing the final and third goal for this team.
1: All right, Lisa, do you agree with Sandra here that it wasn't necessarily the new faces, but more so the mainstays that we have seen on the national team? Or who was it that impressed you today?
2: Yeah, I think overall, Jenny, I was impressed with how the U.S was able to come out against this China side and play similarly to the way that we have seen, except they were so much more efficient. That's what impressed me um, it, with what they were able to do. I, I think the shouts that Sandra gave to Abby Dahlkamp Camper, even Rose Lavelle, players that were working their way back into full matches, uh, coming back from an injury, they gave good performances out on the pitch. I was impressed with Abby Camper, uh, of course, but her and Naomi Gurma, that center back duo, they're so familiar with each other. They play in the NWSL at San Diego Wave together in that center back position. So that familiarity definitely helps a player like Dahlkamper, who's been out for 599 days since the last time she played for the United States. I think a young player that we did see feature at the World Cup, Savannah DeMello, the midfielder, she got her second consecutive start um, in this friendly for against China. And she had a different role and a different objective in this in this game because she was playing alongside Emily Sonnet, Lindsay Horan, and Rose Lavelle, four midfielders in this one. Um, it it provided a different look, maybe a little bit more security on the defensive end, which allowed a player like Savannah DeMello to take some more risks and to try to go outside of um, her traditional area of play on the field to make those runs in behind, to go out into the flanks and try to get the ball, which then in turn opened up space for Sophia Smith. So it's a really big trickle-down effect. But of course, we did get to see a few players get their first caps, one of them being uh, defender Jenna Knightswanger, who saw her first appearance in the, the left center back, I'm gonna say, role for the United States today. One of the things that we
1: talked about on Attacking Third was that Jenna Swanger was brought in as a midfielder, listed as a midfielder, but you're saying that she played in the back. Did you like to see her there? Obviously, she has that experience playing with Gotham there.
2: Yeah, Jenny, I think with the United States, we saw a different formation, or what seemed to be a different formation, when they were in possession. So often it had been a very structured four-three-three, three, four in the back, a diamond, uh, or a, excuse me, a triangle in the midfield, and then three forwards. And this almost looked like three in the back at times. So the role that Jenna Knightswanger played when she came into this match was a left back. She came in for Emily Fox, and she was really playing as one of the three center backs for the United States. I like this role for her. She proves that she has a lot of versatility in her toolbox playing higher up the field, but playing in that left back role for Gotham that just won the NWSL championship. She just provides that Swiss Army knife. So for Twyla Kilgore, the interim head coach, or Emma Hayes when she eventually takes over, she knows that Nightswanger can play as an outside back, as one of the left center backs, even as a wing back and potentially into the midfield. But the the US midfield pool is so deep and there's so much talent there that i foresee we'll see Knight swanger stay more on the wings of the field whether it's in a wing back or an outside back position
1: all right. Thank you, Lisa. Um, a bit of a question here for you, Sandra, because I know that the score doesn't matter. It is a friendly. We're just trying to see how the team plays, how they shape up with each other, the relationships that are made here. But there were plenty of opportunities for the U.S. to be winning by way more than 3-0. I know needing to be clinical for Sophia Smith specifically was one of the things that came up during halftime. Would you agree there that that's something in the second match against China that needs to be fixed? Or are you more so worried about just the buildup aspect of this team right now?
3: No, Jenny, I think you actually kind of hit the nail right on the head there. I think that's that one kind of almost Final lingering that that is still seems to be following this team at this time. It's followed them since the World Cup, really. And yes, they're undefeated at this moment, unbeaten under interim head coach Twyla Kilgore. But in each of those games, there have been a 45-minute shift where maybe there's been that feeling. There's been that feeling as if, okay, we've got a lot of things going for us here. We're generating some attack. We're progressing the ball. We're getting into dangerous spaces, but we're not really finding that clinical finish in front of of goal, and I think that followed them again here in this match again today. If you look at that first even half hour of the match, and not so much the the forty five minute uh, stretch, that they really were on the front foot, really high press. We saw, we saw. Emily Sonic getting very, very high in this game, being able to kind of look like an attacker at moments. We saw Casey Krueger kind of leading the line at times along the, the right flank there. And it just sort of fell with that opening goal coming so early in this game in the eighth minute by Sophia Smith that any moment the second or possibly even third was going to come at throughout the duration of that 45 minutes. But that wasn't necessarily the case. I thought Sophia Smith even said it herself in her halftime interviewing saying, I gotta finish my opportunities. And there were ample moments there for for this team, just in that first 45 minute shift alone, where they held China to zero shots uh, in the first half. So if you have that much of the ball, if you have that much possession, if you're getting those types of looks and you're the United States Women's National Team program, that's part of their culture, that's part of their mantra. They absolutely want to try to find themselves lethal finishers in front of goals. So for that not to happen today in that first 45, You have to imagine that that was discussed a little bit at halftime because they came out and obviously found the back of the net in the second half.
1: Well, Sandra, Lisa, one of the things that I failed to point out earlier when you guys were naming all the players that you thought stood out, I thought Naomi Gurma, her ability to place the ball behind the line and just like into dangerous positions just stood out. I think that that's something that we expect from Abby, Abby Doll Camper, But seeing Naomi Gurma do it this just adds another layer to her game that she already was building up on and I was such a favorite. Um, she was such a favorite for me there. Uh, but one of the things I have to mention, you knew I was going to go there. Midge Purse. I tweeted, start Midge Purse because she comes on as a substitute and ends up being a catalyst for the goal, the third goal there. Lisa, am I wrong? Does she deserve a start after being the MVP in the final and showing
2: her stuff here in that next match in Dallas? Jenny, I like that shout to give Mitch Purse a start. I think formationally, it's a question. I feel like I'm harping on this now. But when you looked at the substitute rotation, Mitch Purse came in for Casey Krueger, who is listed as a defender on this roster. And in the past, Mitch Purse has played as a defender um, before she has played as a forward for Gotham, winning the MVP with the championship team. So the fact that she subbed on into this match late in the game, 75th minute as well, in into that defensive so role it was really a wing back role so she wasn't a forward she wasn't in the front line and the fact that purse was able to attack the space down the flanks find the open player in Jaden shaw who ultimately sends it across for rodman's goal in Mm -hmm. the third of the match it says how important Midge purse is in being able to find offensive opportunities and create them for herself even when she's not in a position necessarily set up to do that and to succeed in that the right flank had a lot of open Open space and that was a perfect position for purse to be able to slot into that role and just dominate down that flank because that's what we saw her do up and down the flank in the championship game for Gotham. 100% Lisa I'm making my case
1: for Midge Purse to start in that Dallas match but Sandra who else do you want to see starting in that match.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. Let's see some rotation. I think maybe we're starting to see that imprint of Emma Hayes and in collaboration with Twyla Kilgore effectively in this very first game. Not only did we see a fun lineup that had a lot of folks guessing what formation it was going to be, where players were going to be plugged in, but they utilized so many substitutions in this first 90-minute match against China. So I'm anticipating for some more rotation coming into play in this second match. I'm with the two of you. Count me as number three. I would love to see a start for Mitch Purse in this next game. Uh, maybe build on those minutes for a player like Jaden Shaw or Mia official or at this point, even in Olivia Moultrie, who came in a little bit later as a substitute in the second half for this team. What can she do over the course of a longer span of time on this national team? I'd like to see her maybe get some extended minutes in the next game as well.
1: You mentioned those names there. Uh, Lisa, from those names that Sandra just mentioned, who's the number one performer that you saw there? I know that there was very limited minutes for these new players. They were just getting (laughs) their feet under them. But does anyone stick out to you as, yep, she belongs there?
2: Jaden Shaw. She stepped in and, and looked seamless. And we've seen her. She had a few caps coming into this friendly against China with the United States prior. But she just looked really confident and playing in that. Outside wing area but also dropping into that 10 midfield role as well. She looks so comfortable on the ball finding the space between the lines being able to get on the half turn. She ripped a shot with just a little bit of space well outside the 18 that ultimately forced a corner kick um, to come from opportunities for the United States. So she felt really good out there and she looked really confident. I like the play from Jaden Shaw.
1: All right, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us here. I know we're always on Attacking Third together, but to have you guys here post-match of the U.S. Women's National Team was incredible. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks. This is great. I'll see you Monday on see Attacking y'all. Third, ladies.
3: Later.
0: This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. Was you expected someone else? Citizen Sleuths are focusing on the brutal slayings of four college kids. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. This is the start of something major. Follows online detectives as they unravel the mystery of the infamous Idaho college murders.
2: There's plenty of places to hide a weapon.
0: And turned it into a social media phenomenon. Where's as a roommate. It yeah. is a huge night. I want the truth from you. Hashtag Cyber Sleuths. The Idaho Murders. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. CBS Monday. NCIS. Here's what we can see. Them. NCIS and NCIS Hawaii return with all new cases. Double tap to the chest, one to the head. These guys are professionals. All new criminals. Violent island they got here? paradise. And all new crimes to be solved.
1: If you're watching this, I've been arrested.
0: What are the charges? Just one. Murder. New NCIS and NCIS Hawaii
3: Monday, starting at 9 8 Central on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.